read of the latest LGBT plus trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch, and welcome to season three of Girl. This week, I'm here with our delightful regular, the Thotter Stew. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> and now, since our regular hosts can't be here with us today, as they're no doubt recovering from some Berlin leather dungeon party that... I wasn't invited to. We're joined by another wonderful guest host. Now, you might know him from his work around the northeast of England with Curious Arts, or from Newcastle Drag Idol, or, if you're an avid listener to this very show, you'll remember him from season one. It's the foest with the moest. That sounded better in my head. Drag king and all-round lunatic, faux king dick. Hello, love. Hello. <laughs> How are you, the Velvet? It's so weird uh, you said that, to be fair, because one of my fondest memories was at a sex party in Berlin. <laughs> uh, you don't see your dad that much anymore, though, do you? <laughs> my, my uncle, though, did. <laughs> Nothing's changed. No, it's wonderful to have you on. It's wonderful to speak to you two again after the craziness of last year. What happened last year? What was that? Um, oh, just a just a couple of things. Someone ate a Space. bat. Uh, every government fucked up. You know, eh, standard. All oh, this fault that people are getting. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, but obviously the reason why we've got faux King Dick here is to help us speak to our wonderful special guest this week, Canadian sweetmeat and femme queen extraordinaire. You might just know them from their appearance on Drag Race Canada or from their gaming streams on Twitch. It's our extra special guest, Juicebox. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? How is everything I'm, over the pond? Um, good. It's warm here. It's usually we have a lot. We have a long winter, but it's been nice and warm. A little wet. Mm. Um, but it's a solid. <laughs> <laughs> wet and solid's my grinding name. That's it. it. It's better to be moist than dry. I think you know. I think so. Just like a slip and slide. <laughs> Who doesn't love a slip and slide? See, now that's my you guys have slip and slides? We, we do, but it's not usually warm enough in the UK to use them. Is a slip and slide the one where you run up and you just slide slip your belly? Slip and slide, yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Okay, yeah, no, I'll take that. Is there actually like a kit for it? I thought it was just you got a sheet of plastic and you just poured water on it and threw yourself at it. No, yeah, you just go to like the Rona and you buy like a tarp and you put water on it and okay. you just hope to God that you don't get sliced by a rock. Like that's basically it. <laughs> Oh, the japes we have as kids. <laughs> and adults. Yeah, and adults. Getting good. I wouldn't trust myself on a slip and slide anyway. But You'd be perfect for it. You'd just slide straight along. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, to be fair, with a head. With a head, you know. Mm -hmm. But no, so, juice box. Like, how have you found the crazy pandemic? Like, how have you adapted during it? Um, I mean, it was a little ruffiana, like it wasn't the greatest thing to kind of happen, uh, especially because like, we had finished filming and we were like getting ready to like do drag con and we were getting ready to do all of these really cool things. And I was like getting things lined up for like management and like tours and all those like, you know, big things that you mm. want to do when you get premiered on Drag Race. And instead, it kind of all just like was 
nothing like the world shut down i moved out of toronto and i moved in with my parents because we couldn't afford to keep living in toronto anymore me and me my husband and my dog Hmm. um so it was kind of like it like it was nice to be able to spend that time with my parents and to be able to experience drag race with my family but it also was like kind of shitty where i didn't get to do those like big viewing parties i didn't get to tour all over like canada i didn't get to see the states i didn't get to go to the uk like i didn't get to do any of that stuff so something I'm thankful for with that is that like I never got a big ego Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like sometimes people get on drag race and they get to tour around and then all of a sudden they think they're a big superstar and if they do that's great but I feel like I kind of avoided that because it never really felt real to me and it still really doesn't feel very real to me you know like even if I get recognized I'm just like why do you know who I am like I'm just some loser <laughs> yeah. who sits in their basement you know so I think we can all relate to that can't we well to be fair I am a loser who lives in someone's basement so it's a yeah. I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no it does sound really disappointing like you know because you go in and you've heard all the stories of the queens who have been on before and it's like hey you know this is what you've got lined up afterwards and they always have a tour mm-hmm. afterwards but uh, yeah, and obviously that fell through. I mean, in the UK with uh, Drag Race UK, we had like, you know, it all got delayed and then like Lawrence Cheney got crowned and then they're only going to have the crown for about sort of four months. And then, you know, it's like, oh, now there's another oh my season. God, yeah. so... They barely let those girls breathe before they put on that next season. They said, yeah. here you go, season three. But they like, all of a sudden, it's just like that girl got her crown and then they were just like, okay, season three. Like, bitch. <laughs> That's it. She's barely out of the She's room. really got a year. Yeah. Anyway. But season three, excited though. Yeah. Oh, no, it'll be great. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I feel like our season, our next season will probably come out sooner rather than later too. Mm-hmm. It is filming, isn't it? I think I've heard. heard I don't know. Things. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Save it for all stars at some point. But the thing is, you know, like, despite it not turning out quite the way we wanted, you know, you're still, people know who you are from Drag Race Canada. You know, you've got this wonderful following now and you've been able to expand that into other directions, really. I mean, it's like we've uh, we've been looking at you on Twitch. I mean, had that stopped you going the wrong kind of crazy during the pandemic? Well, kind of. Here, my thing is, is like during the the pandemic, Lovato. Um, basically, what had happened was like, you, or like I had said, everything fell through. Nothing was happening. Everything was at a standstill. Everything went digital. And I, I was the person at the beginning where I was like, I will not be performing on Instagram Live. If that's something that somebody else wants to do and it works for them, great. Mm-hmm. But that I like it literally was crushing for me. I was like, I cannot perform to my phone and like music cutting out. Like, ugh, I hate it. So. I said I would never do that. So I was always really interested in Twitch, but it wasn't until my husband and I had like moved out of my parents' place and we were like, we had just got a house and we were like starting to sort of rebuild our life up again that I was watching Twitch streams and I was just like, this actually looks really fun and this looks really cool. And like, I'm already fucking sitting down here playing video games. Like I'm already (laughs) doing that shit. So I might as well just like try and stream so I basically was like I was really active in the community I was talking to a lot of people I was talking to a lot of streamers I was watching a lot of streams I was making a lot of fun connections and like the thing with that I was finding with drag and twitch is that the community was so kind and welcoming and like you guys know what I'm sure you know what it's like to be in a drag dressing room and it's mm-hmm. like it's a little mm-hmm. cunty right it's just <laughs> like it's it's definitely like a rough place to be people People get jealous, people get upset, people fight. Uh, Well, at least that's what it's like in Canada. And it was weird because they were so 
supportive and so cool and it never it was never about like oh well you're streaming at the same time as me or you're taking my fans like it was never like that it was just like cool I can't wait to see you online I can't wait to see you stream and it just felt like such an incredible wonderful supportive group that I really wanted to be a part of it so I dropped a fucking bill bitch I dropped a bill I built this like I built this PC by hand like piece by piece um I had already had this like beautiful drag room. So we just kind of like updated it. Uh, We had like put some cool lights and some knickknacks and things. And then I basically just like researched on how to start a stream. And I put a lot into like promotion. I put a lot into like putting out a lot of content in regards to it and building up a fan base on it. And I just, I think I've only been streaming four months now. Uh, and I hit 3,500 followers on Twitch within my first two months Which is and great. I've just cracked 4k. So like, but it's so different there. It's not like when you're on TikTok, when you can like blink and have a million followers, right? Yeah. You go viral <laughs> once and all of a sudden you have a million. Like, I feel like you really have to work your fucking ass off when it comes to getting following on things like Twitch. And like, especially for people to like subscribe and stick around, donate bits and all those things. So I, I put so much into it and it's, and it's a lovely place and I love it so much. And it, and it does help kind of like center myself and make me not miss being in my live spaces so much because we're only just opening up in Canada, like yeah. barely. Yeah. So did you do no digital drag at all? I did some, like I would do like music videos. Like I would be me in my parents' garage and an iPhone and, and a dream. And I would put <laughs> together these little videos. And it was, for me, it kind of was a, like a little jarring on my mental health because like there was some of my castmates who like would put every cent they had into putting like getting out quality content hiring like the best photographers the best videographers editing doing the best sound and stuff and I was just like I am in small town Essex Ontario I only have an iPhone I only have a garage I have very limited lighting I only have my old MacBook and an iMovie so it's like for the content that I put out I had to like keep being like really reassuring myself and being proud of myself for it but it was also like to constantly be seeing what my castmates were doing it was it was hard so I just like finally I feel like after a while I just like leveled myself up to the point where I was just like I've become my own creative thing and I feel like I've created my own niche and I've created my own aesthetic where it's like like people could do it but it's for me now when you look at myself I feel like it's very inherently juice box and this is my aesthetic in the pandemic and it's still very true to me live but it's just I think showing another part of me right my like more nerdy side because I felt like before it was just all like sex and now it's a little bit more of like I'm actually just like a goofy frat boy on my best day like on my best day (laughs) (laughs) and drag performances in general like it's good getting the immediate gratification off the audience but when you're doing something sexual and something sensual and you're just getting silence from your your wall it's (laughs) so awkward I might as well just be jerking off alone in my fucking bedroom Right? I want somebody just like gagged and gooped at me pouring like an entire bottle of water on myself and then like slapping my own ass. I don't want that to be my husband upstairs being like, hey, babe, can you make sure to mop after? Like, I just, I, I can't. <laughs> One of the great things with you on Twitch, and I think that because last week we had Baron LeVay on and they're basically very big on TikTok, but they were talking with Dominic about how shitty kids are on TikTok. Like, you know, how nasty the attitudes and stuff are. And you can't really speak to them. It's like a sort of, it's not a very fluid conversation that you can have. Whereas obviously on Twitch, you're you're speaking to your people as they're typing messages, you're responding to messages and stuff, and you're 
building up this nice rapport with your supporters mm-hmm. and it seems to be a much more meaningful relationship i guess yeah i will say my mean my relationship with my fans is a lot more meaningful and i i will say one of the reasons i did start doing twitch was because i didn't want my fans to feel like i didn't give a shit about them mm-hmm. because they supported me through all of this right but yeah. what i will say to the kids thing my stream is 18 plus yeah i appreciate all of my fans i love every single one of them no matter how young how old they are like i thank you for your support thank you for your love but my i miss adults i miss 18 plus spaces i miss speaking to adults i try so hard to be so socially conscious and so aware of things that are going on in the world and how to speak to people how to respect everybody around me but my god sometimes i can't fucking talk to kids holy fucking (laughs) shit holy fucking shit sometimes i literally read some of the comments on my shit and i'm just like i like the other day i woke up (laughs) 10 comments and i had to look at each profile and i was like this is an actual fucking child this this child has not lived and they are just regurgitating sound bites at me and it's just like oh my god i'm going to fucking scream so it's just like i miss adults so yeah kids i can't yeah. like i love like kids i can barely speak to my own fucking nieces and nephews like i love them dearly but i don't know how to talk to kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's about right and the internet's a dangerous place for that isn't it because mm-hmm. the avatar's like a goblin and you're like well mm-hmm. yeah and it's like too they there's no real way to remove children from spaces so there's so whether it's tiktok instagram twitter there is constantly going to be a child infiltrating on you like somebody tweeted went the other uh, like months ago oh my god i can't believe juice follows porn stars ew uh, bitch shut the fuck up it's twitter <laughs> half the time i'm just looking at my friends or jerking off like that is the only reason i am on twitter like what the fuck such <laughs> <laughs> what it's for yeah, exactly i assume it, it is I, can't, tumblr isn't there anymore so yeah i'm gonna follow porn stars also many of my friends right, are sex hey. workers so i'm gonna hype them up i want to look at their dicks it's great mm-hmm. <laughs> well aside aside from a dragon twitch like how else have you spent the time during the pandemic like you know you were staying with your parents were you did that kind of limit your freedoms a bit like how did that work with like seeing your husband when you were with your parents like were you well my husband looked at me oh he came with no 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 no, he lived with me no 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 me and my husband have been together for years and years and years Mm -hmm. and years he did not he didn't stay up in toronto Okay. If anything, he was like, he was like, don't fucking leave me in this city. No, we, <laughs> me and my husband and my dog, we all moved in with my parents. It was totally fine. My parents love my husband so much. Like if anything, they talk to him more than they talk to me. Um, it was great. They've got a beautiful home. It was nice to be around family. Like it was relaxing. We used the pool. There was a hot tub. Like I can't yeah. fucking complain. I lived a very privileged summer. <laughs> for a very shitty world situation and i was also in a space that wasn't heavily affected by covid until i left i left and then it was just like outbreak after outbreak i was like i was a blessing keeping you safe but um but no everything was fine my husband loved it i loved it it's just i missed you know making money but money comes yeah I mean, um, speaking of your parents, uh, I remember watching an interview with you where basically you were talking about how your parents were like, you know, okay when you came out and they were okay with you doing drag simply because you were getting paid. And I and I just remember seeing that and be like, yeah, that's exactly what my dad's like. My dad's kind of like yeah. going like, oh, you're doing drag. Are you getting paid? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's all right then. Cool. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. My parents were like, I still even think like they don't understand the full concept of like that I was on Drag Race and how big of a deal it was. 
because they'll because they I got on Drag Race and I didn't get that big fame. I still was like struggling. So they were just like, but are you making money though? Like, <laughs> is that happening? Or like if one time I told them like I got this really big brand deal and I got paid like a lot for it. And I was like, Yeah, I got paid this for it. And they just and my dad was floored. He was like, What? For that? Really? And I was just like, yes, dad, this is my fucking career. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So we've heard that you've got a drag daughter. Uh, How did that come around? She stalked me. (laughs) Okay, I think that's usually what happens. I think that's... Yeah, Tiffany Box. Tiffany Box, nice. Get it? Yep. Get it? Yeah. I don't get it. Am I stupid? You don't get it? A Tiffany Box. Tiffany's. Tiffany's. Like the yeah, no, sorry. The other, there you yeah. go. That's okay. You're stunning. That's okay. Thank um you. <laughs> But basically I was performing a lot. Uh this was before drag race and everything, and I was performing as much as I could in Toronto and I was hustling as much as I could. And she had just moved to Toronto from New York. Um, and she decided she really liked me and she would show up at my shows. And I remember one time I went up to her, I was like, What are you doing? And she's like, I'm watching your show. And I was like, Where are your friends? And she was like, I came alone. And I was like, why? Don't you have friends? Like, why are you here alone? Like, I was just like full, just like digging in on her. I was just like, don't be weird. Like, don't go to a show alone. Isn't, isn't this that whole scene from To Wong Fu where they find like John Leguizamo on the stairs? Little just... Latin boy in drag. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> she was crying after I told her that. Um, but basically, and then she just kind of like, it got to the point where she would be like, do you need help with anything? Do you want me to carry your bag to your next gig? Do you want me to like make your mix or like bring your CD and stuff? And then like it got to the point where it was just like now it was just getting really convenient. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I really do need help. Or, oh, my God. Yeah. Can you carry my bag? Da, da, da. And then she would slide in like, OK, well, I'll do it. But can you put me in drag one day? And I'd be like, oh, like fucking no. And then I would be like, <laughs> like, I would say no, 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 no. And then it got to the point where like the stakes kept getting higher. And she would be like, well, I'll do this if you put me in drag one day. And I was just like fucking fine bitch and then it was getting to the point where she was like i'm planning my debut like please like please put me in drag please put me in drag and then she started calling me mom and all this shit and i was just like i have barely been doing drag for three years i'm not about to be a teen mother like (laughs) what the fuck and then she eventually just like pried her way in and i put her in drag she decided her name was tiffany box and she was just like will you please be my mom and i was like fine for fuck's sakes (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't really a smooth pregnancy then no, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Practically a cesarean. Are we okay to say some questions about Drag Race Canada? As long as it doesn't break my NDA, I'll say it. <laughs> they're just they're just generic questions, to be honest. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So obviously, you, you were on the show naturally. I think uh, everyone. What? Everyone who watched it will have noticed that you were on the show. <laughs> I don't uh, believe you. <laughs> well, to be honest, from from watching the show and seeing everyone's reaction to you, you actually seem to be one of the most loved queens from just one episode. Like. How does that feel? Oh, good. It was nice. It was it was nice to get a lot of love. It was nice to never have a hated moment because I felt like a lot of my sisters all got a moment where they were the bad guy. Uh, and I was just Canada's sweetheart. I was the girl that went home too soon. I never got a narrative where anybody would want to send me death threats or anybody would want to be mad at me. So I felt really privileged and I felt really happy and I'm extremely thankful for that. And yeah, it was good. Did you ever write a verse to Not Sorry About It? Because obviously yeah, that was I the did. episode after. Did you? I did. Do you, do you have that verse? I don't have all of it. I lost a portion of it. Um, and I felt like once I finished it, Lemon helped me write it. Um, but once I had finished it, I felt like it was too late. And like the sort of like 
things had all died down and i feel like if i were to put it out now it would just be weird but could so, we get a preview because i'm curious uh one of the one of the parts was um j to the u to the icy girl miss juice drip drop around the world and then there's like some other stuff in there and i can't remember and then one of the parts was um i said by cunts but what i meant was crusty ugly no talent uh and then i can't I remember the rest i can't remember the rest but those are like my two little sound bites <laughs> i want that as a ringtone yeah, i like it i like it I, th- I think it was also good that like there were with your you know your lip sync against lemon like a lot of people online are kind of like going oh you know juicebox should have won that one and it's like it's quite nice to have that because it must be terrible for the people where like it's unanimous where you know they go home in the lip sync and people are like yeah you were shit you know it's like... yeah 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 no so that was nice and i was happy that people kind of wanted like like i had a justice for juicebox hashtag for like a really long time and it was lovely saw um shake who posted that i should have stayed which like i will frame on my wall one day like iconic monique hart posted about it and she like dm'd me a bunch of videos which i'm like monique and shay i'm like massive fans of like i would fucking die to even be able to be in the same room as them so like getting that from the like two people that i'm like i love was nuts so it was nice it was good and you had the advantage of what as well as the audience not agreeing with the judges and that's the way you want to go already, isn't it? Yeah. I like, I feel bad for the judges. Cause like I've known Brooke for years and I love Brooke dearly and she's such a wonderful person. Um, so I felt bad to kind of see the backlash go against her and the other two, yeah. like, well, I don't know, the other two. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it was hard to watch Jeffrey go through what Jeffrey went through. And I feel, I yeah, feel really went- bad because it's, he went through hell and it's not like Jeffrey could have went and fixed the things because it was already filmed, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just like, he just had to sit and watch all this happen. But for me, I be- I benefited from it. So I, again, I say like, I'm very privileged and very thankful, but uh, it did suck to kind of see some people that I really respect get shit on. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. I mean, speaking about the judges, like uh, which of the guest judges would you have liked to have met the most? Michelle. No. Michelle Visage. Michelle Visage. I am obsessed with Michelle Visage. Like, I, like, iconic, lovely. I have always wanted to meet her. So when I found out Michelle was there, I was beside myself. I was so fucking mad. And, like, now if Michelle, like, acknowledges my existence on Twitter, I'll literally look at my husband and be like, babe, Michelle just retweeted me. She responded. And he's like, babe, that's awesome. And I'm just like, she knows I exist. This is the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) I think I'd die. I love Michelle. Uh Oh my god, I love her so much. She's so she's, cool. She's such an icon. Had you worked with Brooke before you got on the show? Oh, for years. Yeah, Brooke, was... Brooke knew me before I started doing drag. Oh, okay. Fair. I, I just worked in drag together. So, funny story. My, I used to drive, me, me a really uh, close friend of mine and his boyfriend, when they were dating at the time, we would always go to Brooklyn show. And, like, we would constantly be sitting front row, like, always hyping her up. Her and Tainomi, like, we were always really, really big fans. I was there, like, anytime Brooklyn had a fundraiser for her pageants, I'd be there. And I would, like, tip her. And I, I, because I went to so many of her shows, I couldn't always afford to tip her. So I remember anytime I would tip her, she would go, oh, you're tipping me, are you? Like, fucking bitch, right? (laughs) Um, And then she, we would always bring her to like Golden Griddle, like a little restaurant. She would always, I, she would always order for me and then eat my food. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We would drive her home. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We would drive her home. She was, she was just like such a, I was always a really big fan of Brooke and I also always really respected her. Like we never were like close, 
but we always ran in the same circles and I always really loved what she did. I was always a massive fan of hers. So I remember when I started doing drag, she was always really kind to me and always very supportive. And I remember one day I went up to her and I was talking about another entertainer who had started at the same time as me. And I was like, I like her. I think she's really sweet. And Brooke was just like, hands down harsh. Brooke was just like, listen, girl, she's awful. Some people just have it and some people don't. She was like, she doesn't have it. And she looked at me. She's just like, you have it. You're going to be really good and you're going to be successful. But that girl on stage right there, she's garbage. She doesn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, Brooke's a legend, though. She's so fun. And my very, very first show at the bar that she always worked at, Woody's. My very first show at Woody's was Brooklyn's very last show when she was shipping off to Nashville. So it was really cool for me to have been able to experience her shipping off and going somewhere and me kind of like starting my journey with a bar. It was cool. So speaking of people that you potentially known before the show, I've noticed that you work a lot with Frankie from the pit crew. Did you know each other prior to being on Canada's Drag Race? Or Years. I've known Travis. That's his name. He goes by Frankie on Instagram. Yeah, But I've known Travis for years and years and years and years. When he first moved to Toronto, he was one of the first people that I met because uh, I had been living in a, there a year and then he had moved in and we all, we were like little socialites. We would always go to the same bar, same party. I thought he was just the fucking hottest thing to ever exist. Um, and he was always really sweet to me and always really kind. We never again talked a lot, but we had known each other for like so long. So when I found out he was there it was funny i didn't know he was there because he was the pit crew on episode two. Oh yeah so i remember i saw him after and i was just and i knew he was and somebody said he was pit crew and i walked up to him and i gave him a big hug and i went hey and he was like i was so upset when i walked in and you weren't there <laughs> oh, bless him. i've spoken to him a couple of times uh through the brand he's a really nice person he's so uh, sweet he is, and he's a hot ginger. Who doesn't love? Oh, hot so fucking hot! Yeah. Holy shit! If only we knew some hot gingers, eh? I mean, <laughs> anyway, Dick, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Batman! Oh. I wish someone would. It's been a year and a bloody half now. Thank <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Oh yeah, no! So, speaking of awkward situations, you know, in the edit of Drag Race, we got a glimpse into the reality of a panic attack and. You know, and a lot of people must have resonated with that watching. What's the response been there kind of thing? Because a lot of people don't really understand like what a panic attack is until they've had one. Yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. The only backlash I got was um, that's not a panic attack. And I was like, <laughs> uh, OK. <laughs> did did they get the chart out and they were just looking at the chart and they're like, oh, actually, it hang got on. To the point where it was- yeah, some people were like, that's an anxiety attack, not a panic attack. And I was just like, it sucked, whatever the fuck it was. Like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't say the right thing as I felt like I was slowly dying on a stage. Like, sorry, my verbiage was wrong. Like, fuck off. Um, so that was the only kind of shitty thing. But I got like such a massive, massive rush of support. Like, people were like, I felt so bad. I felt so, like, like I felt so connected because I experienced things the same way. Like, um, I had I had a, some drag race girl. Can I say it? I'm sure I can. Willem, Willem messaged me. Um, I'm just name dropping all the time now because I'm, I'm never going to get to go to LA and be famous. So I'm just going to name drop. <laughs> uh, but Willem messaged me and she said she felt really bad, but she re- experiences panic attacks the same way. And then she's like, maybe it's a pretty girl thing. And that <laughs> was just the funniest. I was like, maybe it is, babe. <laughs> totally is. Willem's a legend as well. That's a, that's a oh, really yeah. good inbox to receive. Willem Tonyu. 
you know. Yeah, Willem just like messaging me on her own accord. I was just like, that's another one of those that I have screenshots saved. Like, icon. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, I, can't. I, I think that's it at least it means that it's you know you're being accepted into the family like you know like we say we get you're getting retweets off michelle visage you get messages off willem you get messages off monique you know does it feel like you're accepted even if you didn't have the big hoorah uh no <laughs> if i'm if i'm if i'm being honest i don't feel like i'm a part of any kind of drag race sisterhood except for my castmates because i have i've never gotten to see these people in a like a real sense after being on the show mm-hmm. so like i don't i've never gotten to work with them like if i were to be get picked up right now and put on an all-stars i would be like i don't know any of you like the only experience i have from you is through my instagram and through my tv and through youtube like i do not know you people and like mm-hmm. as much as like the love and support is so sweet and so kind and so accepted like i don't feel like a closeness and i don't feel like a part of any kind of big sisterhood that I'm sure the other girls do because like one, I was on a spinoff season, you know, like I was on Canada's drag race. Like I wasn't on the main season and the main season gets so much more kind of rush of attention. I'm not living in the States. I'm not touring. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and like screenshot me being like, Oh, just talking with Bianca on, (laughs) on FaceTime. Like, that's like I, I've never had that experience nor would I really fucking want it like I'm sure they're really cool but like that's not really my jam but I, do, I don't like maybe one day I will and maybe one day I'll be able to experience those things but I honestly don't it's not like I've got this like big border up but it's just like I just ne- never had that chance to meet any of them or create any kind of bonds they're just people that I don't really know you know they're strangers and I'm a big fan of a lot of them like I, I still feel like a fangirl <laughs> <laughs> that's just the same as if they if they hadn't been on drag race though you know you're not you're not making friends with them just because of drag race you're making friends with them because you want to make great. genuine connections yeah, yeah it's a drag it's a drag artist that you enjoy that you want to be friends with so it yeah, should be exactly. the same either way the only difference is you know they've been on tv and he's a number of followers on their instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> right very important one juice um eggs where do you store your eggs in the fridge no, see, that's fucked up. <laughs> what? I'm afraid. Yeah, that's fucked up. You don't store them in the fridge. Do you put them back Where in the chicken? Egg? You store them in the in the door of the fridge as well. Oh, my fridge isn't big enough to do that. So you just put them on a shelf in the fridge. We keep them in the carton in the box, and I put the, and I slide them in the fridge. Yeah. Okay, that's um, it's more acceptable. Some people put them in. Do you know those little door holder things that you can get for your eggs? I did oh. that growing up. <laughs> That it bursts the oak completely, completely fucks up your egg there, and the poor chicken—that's their child. All right, so. That chicken's like my, my offspring yeah. never became an omelet. It never became <laughs> pancakes. Yeah, that was the worst fucking eggs, Benny, I've ever had. <laughs> wow. I I always wonder with the you know like the egg holder where you've just got that little sort of bit of plastic with like holes in it and I was like what the fuck is this for and sort of threw it away and then I'm like oh it's for eggs is it right okay just didn't immediately make that connection you know it's like I'm not an egg person I suppose except you do look like one I I do look that that's why I don't want to eat them because they're they're my secret brethren it's my yeah, family I feel a kinship with them that's it to be fair you know it's a, I'm just gonna glue some facial hair on them and be like brother. <laughs> <laughs> what's your other question right other one do you wash your legs in the shower or do you just yes. trust the 
water that's trickled oh, down you. Oh, uh, that's so gross. Yes, I wash yeah. my legs in the shower. I saw that on TikTok, how they say that white people don't wash their legs. And I was like, what? I don't want to be a pick me, but ew, uh, I wash my legs. I wash my legs in my life. <laughs> what, you don't wash your legs? No, absolutely not. And I've got some filthy things on my legs. Disgusting. Uh-huh. Disgusting. <laughs> I am always like, so my legs get really, so I'm at the gym a lot. So my legs always get really dirty because I'm like doing push ups and like, f- like if I finish a workout, I usually lay on the ground. So like if I get home, like there's like gym gross all over my legs or there's like scuffs all over them. So I want to wash them and I want, and my legs, like I'm, my fucking ass is always out of my performances. I want them to be clean. Hmm. <laughs> um, mine are more gaming based. So obviously we all know from your gaming streams that you are a fabulous fellow geek, but I want to know what's the most nerdy thing that you actually own. That I own? Yeah. My God. Um, What's the nerdiest thing that I own? I have, I'll say top three because I'm not sure which one's nerdy is. Mm-hmm. But I have like not just one, but like multiple ones, like Harry Potter ones. Yeah. Um, I have this. I have a Proplica from Sailor Moon. That's Bloody her hell. kaleido her kaleidos her kaleido moon her little like, kaleidoscope thing. That's really pretty. Thank you. It's so beautiful. But I don't have um watch battery, so it doesn't light up. But one day, and I have um what would be my other nerdiest thing? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe my tattoo. I have a lot of like anime on my arm. Yes, we'll accept that. That's a great. We'll take yeah, that. We'll I take own that. it. It's on me. That's dedicated. That's dedicated, then because that it's is. on there. It's yeah, so that, I put that's, it on me. <laughs> that might be. That might technically count as the number one because you've you've got the dedication. It's on your skin. <laughs> yes, I like I that. Know. That's all. All three are beautiful, though. Very good choices. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, my other question then would be: if you could play any game character in a movie adaptation, who would you want to be? And it can be in or out of drag, or you can do both. Can we assume that it's oh going to be God. a good movie adaption? Obviously... Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's okay. not going to be a pa- not going to be a pile of shit. I would want to be ooh, in or out of drag. You can do both if you want. You can have one in and one out. Okay, in drag, I would say I would want to be Usagi from Sailor Moon or Sailor Venus. So Sailor Moon or Sailor Venus, either one. They're basically they look exactly the same because <laughs> different hair colors, though, isn't it? No, bas- Sailor V is basically mm. like meant to be Sailor Moon's doppelganger, so she can take her place in any like emergency because yeah. they're like her protectors. So that's why they look identical, and that's why they thought that she was the Moon Princess in season one. Okay, that's the fucking nerdiest thing that there I go. said. This whole thing. there you go. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, I'm just like Sailor Moon lore. No, it's one of these things. I was a card captor Sakura kid when when I was younger. I never got to see Sailor Moon. I think it was because we didn't have cable. We just had sort of terrestrial TV. You can still watch it, and it's still iconic and I, incredible. I, can um, I still watch it? <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. you get to it, a <laughs> No, I still watch it. I sat and I rewatched the whole series uh, at the uh, end of last year, and I'm gonna and I um, I want to watch the um, the new anime too, like the the re like version of it, like mm. the newer one where it's like a little bit fancier. Um, at least because I fucking I fucking love it. Well, at least with the newer ones, they're probably going to be a bit. They're not going to edit it for the West kind of thing. You know how they had to do it with the lesbian right. relationship, and they're like, "Oh, they're cousins," and you're like, "That, no. that makes it worse. That makes this actually just, worse." <laughs> no, they're lesbians. I love it, and like gender queer. Ugh, mm-hmm. I love Sailor Moon. They said they them icons. You know, 
I love that. <laughs> Iconic. Right, after after all of that, uh, I feel bad. My questions are sensible. My questions are actually kind of boring, so forgive me for these. But I just want to ask, like, you kind of answered this earlier, but on your Twitch screens, you've got, like, what we can see now, your amazing room behind you. And I was wondering, like... Is that was that set up specifically for Twitch? Like, was it? It was your drag room before, and did you just go, "Oh, I'm on Twitch. Better get an amazing room for it. Better get some neon lights in." Um, basically, we had turned. So when we first bought the house, the whole basement was redone. Like, the, it was like finished, right? And it's like a fucking ice cube down here. So it's like the air is all really nice. There's a good airflow. So we were like, "What could we do with that?" So. What we always struggled with was when I was living at home was that there, or not living at home, living in our old apartment, was that juice was everywhere. Like, you couldn't escape. Juice box was everywhere, all over the place. So we had basically taken juice and we found a spot for all of my stuff. So we have, I have a huge closet where I put all of my drag. I've got a dresser where I put like my accessories. I have this wall where all of my styled wigs can go. Um, And on the other side, I'll show you. So on the other side, if you look Ooh, here, I have a behind the I have curtain. a vanity behind the curtain. I have a vanity with a, a couch and like a mirror. That's my workout box. Um, <laughs> so that was like the room. And then we had kind of been like looking around like, okay, well, I'm going to start streaming now. Where am I going to start streaming? Because right before I was streaming, I was doing YouTube um, and stuff. So I had like a little studio set up down here already. So we were like, where would be the best place to do it? And we kind of found this corner. And something that I really loved about a lot of streamers rooms was that it looked like it was glowing. Yeah. So all I needed to do to make this part of the room nice was turn off all the fucking lights, add a thing of strip lights and a little bit of a neon thing. This cost me like 60 bucks. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I was just like, done. So it was super easy to kind of get everything set up and done and because it was already finished like it was already <laughs> stuff that i had set up like this is literally just my wig law this is not decoration i physically wear these if you go into my twitch stream every couple of weeks the wigs change because i need them <laughs> yeah. i have to move them yeah, around because i'm props, using yeah. them yeah like i the only thing one that doesn't move is this pup mask because it's a prop for an actual act that i don't get to do often yeah. but like this moves this moves those all move <laughs> No, that's great. That's great. Because it, it was the sort of thing where people were going like, oh, you should try and do Twitch. And I'm just like, I don't have a room for it. Like, as we, as you can see here, I have a guitar, I have a ladder, and I have a door. That's, it's not particularly interesting. I don't even think neon lights could fix this setup. To be I can, no, no, I can fix that room in two seconds. <laughs> well, by setting it on that fire. Room in two seconds. No, no, no. Here's what you would do. If you were to ever do Twitch, you would get a ring light, right? So it would mm. blow on you. Mm. You would get something like this right here, like a little neon sign. You could do a moon. You could do something cute. You could have like your name and drag in neon right behind you. You turn off all the lights. Jet black, bitch. Jet black. (laughs) And so the only thing that you see is your face and that there. Boom. Stream's done. Looking absolutely stunning. (laughs) Maybe put a plant. Done. (laughs) I've taken that on board. That, that, that will be a thing. Another thing, which is a kind of serious question, is that, you know, in the interview I saw, you were mentioning that your, you know, your boyfriend in high school, who's now your husband, uh, Mr. Box, as he's uh, lovingly called. Mr. Box. <laughs> Mr. Box. Hello, Mr. Box. It's like the graduate. Sorry. <laughs> but um, no, you, you were saying that he had a bit of an easier time in high school coming out because he had a beard and he was a bit more mask. And do you think that's still the case today where femme guys are still less acceptable to society? 
my god do you want to hear are we going to hear my society is misogynistic rant oh let's do it (laughs) um basically my thing is and i don't know if this has changed because i cannot speak for the experience of a of a teenager right now because i am not a teenager right now i don't know but it looks a little easier for them from from my perspective but i think that we live in a society that is inherently misogynistic that inherently hates women so immediately pulls anything that is feminine and makes it lesser than and makes it a bad thing right and it always roots down to misogyny like it's misogyny institutionalized racism those are the two big ones right so it's like i find that anytime because effeminate men are constantly pushed down and it's because they're effeminate and it's because men hate women society hates women like that's what it fucking comes down to so it's just like i remember i was having trouble because i was more feminine i was acting like a girl i was having more friends that were girls because i could not connect with men in a way that was like a a, like a fraternal like thing Mm. because they did not see me as an equal they saw me as a girl but they couldn't get anything out of me because i was a boy right they couldn't fuck me they couldn't do anything like that so they saw me as some kind of freak so that was my experience i'm not sure if things are changing i hope things are changing it's it feels like a lot of kids and stuff are having a lot better of times but again there's only like there's only so much that you see through the eyes of like tiktok and social media and stuff you don't know what it's actually like to live those lived experiences especially in small towns especially in small areas Mm. you know I think that's it, because I think drag's kind of helping towards that. But it's also this idea of, yes, it might be getting better in the, in the cities, but that when's that going to spread out to the small towns? When's that going to spread out to the mm. sticks and whatnot? Yeah, but hopefully it changes. And I mean, I had a shit fucking time, but I'm on TV now and I'm pretty and my bullies are gross. So and now it's that part of the episode where Stu has prepared a lovely game for us where you could win a spectacular Stu Peter badge. Seduce, so it'll be you facing off against Dick. Dick, Dick and the, and the lag? <laughs> yeah, the, we might need to wait a couple of hours for his answers. So, uh... Fuck, am I here now? <laughs> you're fine. You're so, I'm, by the way, I've, I've totally got uh, your, your ship name now is Dick in a Box. I think it's beautiful. It's my dick in a box. It's my dick in a box. So, <laughs> do we get a real badge? You, you get yeah, you get a, a real badge. badge kind of oh, thing. fucking yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, first, hey. the first place badge is bigger. Um, so Ooh. I know what you like. You're probably going to want that one, aren't you, Dick? Um, yeah. You might, you might not end up getting it though. <laughs> what this week, because we have two lovely gaming nerds. Um, what I've done is created a game called Level Up. The theme of this game is Pokemon, because who doesn't love Pokemon? We're all we're all big Pokemon nerds here. Um, what we'll be doing is, in turns, I will ask you each a question that themes around the Pokemon world. Generally, most of these are quite queer Pokemon. Uh, not that Pokemon's <laughs> not just queer in general. Um, and it's going to be about like how they level up, effectively. When we say level up, are we meaning evolve, or are we meaning sort of... There. You'll see. So we'll start with we'll start with Juice, um, as always. Special guest goes first. So, first question is: In the original Pokemon games, what level does Squirtle evolve? Like, do you mean Blastoise or Wartortle? Uh, into Wartortle. So the just Squirtle's evolution. Sixteen. Correct. <gasps> oh, suck a dick! Yes, bitch. Wow. 
I fucking knew it. Oh, work. Okay. Amazing. I'm sitting here being like, who would know that? And yes, <laughs> well done. Gene. I I know a lot of people who I think would know that, to be honest. <laughs> There's a lot more Pokemon nerd out there than you expect. Uh, Dick, how does Jigglypuff become Wigglytuff? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, she... A friendship level, no? Nope. How much she loves you? Moonstone, bitch. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe it can happen through friendship. Maybe an act of love. Not in my Pokemon world. <laughs> well, that's one down. Uh, Juice, what does Chansey evolve into? Let's see. Correct. <laughs> I mean, what in primary school question that was. <laughs> okay, you bitch. Mister <laughs> doesn't know how Jigglypuff evolves Yeah, I was there. just like, it's a Moonstone, bitch. In what yeah. That was easier than what level does Squirt live all, so don't you come at me. No, fuck you, know your shit. Pokemon. You're meant to be a nerd, damn it. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Dick, what level does the Twink Machop evolve into a Daddy Machoke? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's a good one. Uh... If you want a hint, it's higher than Squirtle. Well, thank you so much. Um, 23? No, higher, it's 28. No way. The I was quite surprised by that, but yeah. Well, to be fair, when you get when you get to 28, you do generally go more into the daddy phase, don't you, compared to your twink phase. I feel like someone did that on purpose. Let lessons learned from Pokemon. Wait, is Machamp, is that only when you trade it with someone like Alakazam? No, Machamp, Machamp the last evolution. Whoa, you just, so it's like level stuff. 35 or something for Machamp. No, it's a trade one in the game. No, it's a trade. It's a trade. Is it? Ah, okay, I yeah. was thinking about that because it's pretty. It's pretty high for an evolution, but mm. yeah. Oh, there you go. Extra, extra facts. <laughs> Juice. How many stunning evolutions are there? Wait, wait. One, two, three. Okay, so the Give me a minute. Uh, and Silveon, Umbreon. Okay, Umbreon. Glaceon. Okay, wait. One, two, three. Light, psychic, dark, ice, leaf, and very eight. Correct. Oh, yes, bitch. <laughs> I was rooting for you there because I'm just like, I knew what it was in like the first generation. I have no idea what it is now. Yeah, we're I up wanted to, it. to get it right. <laughs> we've, got, we've got fire, we've got water, we've got electric, we've got grass, dark, psychic, ice, and fairy. Sylveon, my trans icon. <laughs> Stunning. Okay, Dick, what is a baby Clef- uh, Clefairy called before it evolves? Clefable? No, that's after it evolves. Is it? Clef- yeah, it's Clefa. <laughs> You're a weak Clefa. What a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not great. I'll uh, meet you, Clefa. Nah. You're fucking clever. <laughs> she sounds like she hops in your Uber and leaves without paying a penny. Literally. <laughs> like typical you insult. behavior. <laughs> uh Juice, what type of Pokemon is Nidoqueen? Normal. No. Oh, oh poison, poison. Hold on, Miss Juice. Uh, <laughs> She's poison uh, ground, actually. Poison ground. Fuck. <laughs> I mean you're doing you're doing better than Dick. True. 
Speaking Dick, of which, <laughs> how many bird Pokemon are in the original generation, including the legendaries? What? That's deep Why cut, the fuck bitch. do I get this? And it's like, oh, how many Eevees did she get? Oh. <laughs> it's a number question. Well, what? just think in the original in the original Pokemon games. Think of the birds. Which birds are there? And then does count. evolutions count or just yeah, like yeah? yeah? So every okay. every bird. Right. I, I've got a number, but I want to see if it's right. <laughs> yeah. Are we on about flying type? Or are we on about Pokemon? Birds spe- bird? specifically a bird, including the three legendaries. So there's okay. a clue. There's those three. Eight. Incorrect. Juice, do you want to guess? I was going to say eight. No, there's 11. Oh, I, I was going to say 13 because I was counting Psyduck so, and stuff. Oh, those aren't, oh, those are ducks. Oh, it's a, a duck. bird. Uh, kind of bird. I didn't, I didn't count them as a bird specifically. Um, so we've got Pidgey, Pidgeot or Pidgeot, Spearow, Farrow, Farfetch'd, Dodrio, Dodrio, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. And, and, not, and not Psyduck or Golduck, because you, you're racist. I was, going, I was going for very, very much birds, <laughs> not like ducks. But I suppose you'd still get it wrong either way. So. But a duck is definitely a bird. Okay, well, for, okay, there's 13 <laughs> then, including the ducks. But... There we go. So I would have been right. Just, just saying, you're, but you're, yeah. I'm not even okay, in the fair. game. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you can have a point, though, if you want. What? You randomly have a point. I'm still doing better than Dick, then. So technically... That's, it's not hard. Okay, back to Juice. <laughs> what move does Sea King learn last? Is it Horn Drill, Horn Attack, or Waterfall? Waterfall. No. Horn Drill. Correct. I mean, we yeah. could say we'll take your first answer, but it doesn't matter. Dick's lost already. Um, Dick, I'm just for the crack, then, yeah. how, do you, how do you achieve an Alakazam? This is a Pokemon question, Dick. Yeah. Trading? Yep. But what do you trade? Oh, Kadabra. Yeah. There you go. Yay. Well oh. done. You... Yay, Dick got one right. Thank you. Oh, fucking questions. Savage Jews. <laughs> Savage Jews. <laughs> I thought, right, I thought Dick would be really good at this. No. <laughs> to be fair, fairness, you were asking simple questions. I mean, they're not that hard. I think I, I try to bounce it out and give each person a couple of easy ones. And, <laughs> and Dick, to be uh, fair, I knew the answers to most of the questions you got asked. You're just not, you're just not nerdy <laughs> enough. Nick. You need to work. I don't know why you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to know what the tiebreaker was in case you got a... Yeah, um, go for um, it. So the tiebreaker was... When added together, how many fire and water types, both pure and secondary, were there in the first gen? Ooh. So there's a hard one for you. If you thought the other ones were hard, that is. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess forty three. You are way too close with forty three. <laughs> I'm gonna go forty two. Forty five. It's actually forty two. Like you. you <laughs> There's 12 fire types Wait, and 30 water types. Let's not name them all, but yeah. No, I oh no, fuck that. <laughs> it was, no, I them. want you to do the full Pokemon rap. I want to hear the full thing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I'm missing all of the non-fire water ones. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be a complicated rap. Yeah. Excellent. So um, just to confirm, Velvet, uh, who won? Well, at the end of that delightful little game, Juicebox is in the lead with four points, and Dick has a lowly one. Hmm. It's <laughs> want my fucking badge. <laughs>
You will get a badge. We will send you a beautiful send... large gold badge. Oh, I can I can show you what it looks like. No, um... I wanted to be surprised. Don't show me. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, cool. okay. Yeah, but no, we'll send it. Sure. We'll send it out to you. No, thanks so much for playing. Now, Juice, what we've got is we've asked our lovely fans if they have any questions for you, and we've got a nice little smattering of them from over the interwebs. Dick, what are your questions from fans? I haven't got a clue, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> I'm on a different app. Oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So, Stu, you... <laughs> what questions do you have from fans? So I've got a, I've got a question from my best friend, Carly. She wants to know what your favourite song is to perform to. My favorite song to perform to? Yeah. Um, Let It Go from uh, Frozen. I have a whole mm. act where I do a striptease as Elsa. And wow. it's one of my That's favorite really... acts to do. So I would say Let It Go. Yeah. I love that. I need, I need to see that live. And <laughs> I just get naked. It's hot. Yeah. What could be better? But you know, mm-hmm. at least, you know, you're naked, but not quite frozen or frigid. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, I wasn't. Uh, that was uh, all of season one of Canada's Drag Race. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> uh, Dick, the questions that you've got. Yes. So we've got one from Carly, I oh, think. We've and just Carly had that said, one. yeah, so, uh, so that's, that's mine. And then there's another one from Jack. Uh, he said, "If you were invited, if you were invited back to Drag Race and asked to bring your dream look, what would it be?" If I was invited back to Drag Race and asked to bring my dream look, what would it be? Um, I would bring, hmm, I would bring something comfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think what would be my dream look? What would be my absolute dream look? I want to wear something. I want it to be a gown, like a really beautiful gown with long human hair, just like pussy, pussy human hair um, in like a pink or like a baby pink. Um, And if I had to lip sync, the whole gown falls off and it's a corset with like a thong uh, and like pussy pink fucking pumps. And then I just dance in it. Yeah. With like long rhinestone gloves and little baby pink uh, French manicure. Hot. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> can that happen anywhere? Can we just, can can that come into existence? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be the pussy pink runway. Pussy pink yeah. runway. Why if there's a pussy pink runway? runway now and it fucking happens, I'm going to be like, they heard this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Charlie. Is that uh... Urn Brew? Is that Iron Brew? No, it's Lucas Aid. Oh, cool. Somebody sent me Iron Brew the other day and I called it Urn Brew. Urn Brew. Have you tried it? Yeah, I tried it. It was have very you, sweet. Have you tried it with vodka? Um, I've been sober for three and a half years, so no. <laughs> it won't improve it. It won't improve it. But uh, I've just alienated all of Scotland there because Iron Brew is their national drink. So, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> now, uh, Charlie asks, are your beautiful freckles real or drawn on? Harley, are you fucking serious? Uh, they're drawn on. <laughs> no, that's my skin. <laughs> yeah, that's I just blink, my beard disappears, and those lashes just appear. No, no, no. That's they're all they're drawn on. <laughs> I, 
yeah, when I saw the question, I was just like going, okay, right. Uh, but but where did the, I want to ask though, where did the freckles come from? Like, because it's a very distinctive thing and you know how it's very important for a drag queen to go like, hey, this is my thing. Like, would you say that the freckles are yours? I wouldn't say they're mine. I think that they're a distinctive part of my face. Um, I wouldn't say that I own freckles because I know mm. tons of queens bef- before me were doing freckles and they all looked great in them. And I think for me to claim them as my own is like, kind of stupid um but i will say that it is a distinctive part of my drag makeup and something that i like to keep in each of my looks because it's something that i'm known for i started them because i remember one day i was just playing with makeup and i wanted to look um like i was sunkissed and i was seeing like there was a big trend in fake freckles when i was working at mac um so i was just like maybe i'll just try doing fake freckles and i did a lot of trial and error and i did a lot of different looks i remember my whole face used to get covered in freckles uh and then it went from just my nose and then it went from my nose and my forehead and it went from um like they went from gray to like darker brown so like i had this like freckle journey but now (laughs) i feel like they're just like this thing that i do that it's just very much a part of my like cutesy aesthetic are they fun to do like when you put them on oh yeah I love them. They're just like little constellations on my nose. They're like one of my favorite parts of my makeup. They're beautiful. I, I think everyone's, everyone's obsessed with them. Like everyone that I now start to wear them like during the day. Like if I'm doing like a boy bee, I'll like do, I'll take like a pencil and I'll do like a little boy freckle because I just think it's just so like cute. It is cute. So I've got one more question. Uh, it's from my other best friend, uh, Sal. She's <laughs> recently moved uh, back to Toronto um, and she is an artist who is struggling to make friends at the moment. So she just wanted to know if you've got any advice for, you know, getting by as an artist in Canada. Um, Like with friends or just getting by as an artist? A bit of both. So making friends and obviously pushing yourself as a Well, I, I can make friends with a fucking brick wall. So, I mean, I'm not really great for that because it's just something that comes naturally to me like I can talk to anybody and I can make friends with them if I vibe like if I don't vibe I never want to I pretend like you're dead and I never want to see you ever again she's exactly that person oh she'll vibe she'll be fine (laughs) um so if she can make friends with anybody just like I would say once the world opens back up just go and find common spaces like I don't know if she she's queer I don't know if she's someone who wants to participate in drag but the the bars are great and there's the there's a lot of really great queer spaces some that are just opening up and honestly going to shows making friends at shows finding events that you really like and going to those and i've made tons of friends at at those things um i would say making it what kind of artist is she um she's several different she's like an illustrator mainly but she's also a musician um and she does artwork um she's multi-talented lovely um i would say don't shortchange yourself um always make sure you're asking for what you're worth because if somebody is not going to pay it, then somebody else will, right? So if you, I would never, I never try and shortchange myself. Um, I always try to surround myself with people who are going to tell me the truth, uh, but also hype me up, you know? So like pals who are going to be able to be supportive without being jealous and um be gay and do crime yeah <laughs> the rich but she she literally has multiple times told me to be gay and do crime so yeah be gay do crime eat the rich <laughs> she did have a she did have a backup question as well um is a hot dog a sandwich no it's a hot dog yeah there we go Pro- I... problem solved yeah <laughs> Can't say and thus yeah, ends why? the end of the fun questions I'd say it's a sandwich Dick, it's not it's a hot dog 
just because you rotating it on its side doesn't change the form it's of what not, it is. It's not, it's not between two pieces of bread, though. It's between it's one. It's, it's one individual bread. It's getting a hug off some bread. Would you say when you put your dick in between someone's ass cheeks, it's a sandwich? Always. No, it's disappointing. <laughs> Without fear. <laughs> 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 However, if my penis was made of pork luncheon meat and the bum was made of a brioche, then I definitely would say that that's a sandwich. Would you? Yeah. In in that very think... specific context. Mm-hmm. Only that specific <laughs> context. But do we take advice from a guy who doesn't wash his legs in the shower? Right. But at least he washes his ass. Thank you. Sometimes. Sometimes. That, that's the common courtesy. Uh, it is. It is a common courtesy. So then, I think what we've got left to do then is have a quick little chat about the current season of Drag Race, since I believe everyone's watching it. I just finished watching the latest episode. What do we think? Because this will air after... Well, it's already aired, hasn't it? So what do we think? What What's the thoughts and opinions? Um, I feel like I'm... A, did, you, did y'all watch it? The newest episode? Can I, I'm a, Is this going to be spoilers? I haven't seen the new one, but I know the spoilers, so go for it. Okay. I feel hurt. I feel upset. I feel frustrated that they just sent Scarlet home because mm. she's one of my absolute favorites on the season. Also, it was like... Like three of my favorites were like in the bottom, which I was like really bummed about because like yeah. I love Jan. Mm-hmm. Kylie is my ultimate. Like Kylie is just like anything that I ever want to be in an entertainer is Kylie Sony Glove. So like yeah. if for me, it's just like the other everybody else is there and they're all going to have a lovely time and I I'm so happy for them. But the crown belongs to Miss Kylie Sony Glove. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> titties on the runway. Titties with the oh crown. My God. Last <laughs> the runway last week. Amazing. Uh, how perfect was, was that skin? When she it. walked out and she did her performance in the gold dress and she hid her fucking titty, like my whole body went. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think for me as well, Scarlet going has That's just so Scarlet being safe every week ruined my day anyway. Because how mm. she was not high or top at least, and I felt like she should have been top for a few weeks because she, I think, was was one of the best entertainers there for a few weeks, and I think she should have been in the top. So it was a bummer to see her go home, especially in a week where I didn't think she did very yeah. bad, and her runway was incredible. I think it was hard this week to send anyone home, though. But I mean, the the challenge was do this to a room of nobody like that when they did it on season ten, was it? Yeah, season ten when they did like the dragcon challenge. There yeah. was a room of people to interact with and ask questions. And this was none. just three people on the stage awkwardly trying to pretend that they're at a drag con. Yeah, it was weird. Odd, odd one. Hopefully next week will be better. I mean, they do an American Horror Story, so... Ooh, I didn't see the preview. Uh, it's it's an acting challenge, so that'll be fun. Remember that season where it was nothing but acting challenges and I craved the sweet kiss of death? Mm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, the next the next two I think are an acting challenge and snatch game. So, but oh, snatch yeah. game's going to be entertaining. They've left it a bit late, if, if in my opinion. yeah, they usually do it earlier. Who are people doing for snatch game? I actually don't know. Um, Would you have been Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, okay, oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after watching the Australia Jennifer Coolidge, I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least I. I could still do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, do, who do we want people to do on Snatch Game? I haven't seen a Christian Chenoweth before, and I would love to see that. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. 
Yes. Or do you know, has anybody ever done Patty Lapone? No, I don't think so. No. Patty Lapone would be genius. And I don't know why no one's done Patty Lapone before, because I think that that could actually win a Snatch game. Because sometimes those characters like that, like very like outspoken, very like niche, um, I think could take it home. Um, so like, I'm kind of bummed that I've never seen a Patty Lupone. Maybe if anyone listens to this, they'll they'll take that into account. <laughs> I see a Patty, and I'm like, "That was me, bitch." That was me. That was my influence. That pussy pink runway. That was my influence too. <laughs> I'm actually annoyed that no one's done Kate Bush yet. No one has, have they? Yeah, I, think I thought that we... that's very British. That's not. Yeah, very yeah. I think we North might American. we might get that on on UK. We might even get that next season because I I don't know who does who. In the UK's um, Snatch Game this year. Well, I know one, but I don't know the rest well, of them. Fingers crossed, and, I, we, and the we other thing is that they're not shit. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a very good point. Do was um was Ginny not going to potentially do Kate Bush? Oh, she, maybe because mm, I can think. She, I mean, she did it. She did it on the runway, and I think Ginny would be fabulous. Fabulous. Fancy a slice. <laughs> Fancy a slice. Oh, we love Ginny. We're all, we're all Ginny stands. I think everyone in the UK was a Ginny stand before she went on TV, and then it just everyone just loved her even more. I liked her; she was fun. Mm. They were fun. They yeah. were fun. They were fun. My bad. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to do Lizzo now. I'd quite like that, but a good Lizzo. Not like I was a... just like, again, we're not talking about Drag Race Dianenda. We don't. We we kind of just. I think we've wrote off that snatch game. <laughs> I think that's the best. <laughs> that's the best thing that we can do with that snatch game. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when they were all in the workroom and they were just like, that was the best Snatch game ever. And then they got on the runway and they were like, that was the worst Snatch game ever. No, Juice, I just want to ask while we've still got time, you know, it's wonderful hearing about your husband and the relationship that you have over your Twitch screen, who's like lovingly referred to as Mr. Box. It's, It seems like you're kind of polar opposites because I think you described him as like... He's a librarian. I think he's a librarian and a primary school teacher. And then you're this, you know, this sort of like larger than life kind of, you know, femme drag queen. It's what's the dynamic like there? I mean, the dynamic is uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been together for so long that like he's actually like literally right next to me right now. He's doing oh, laundry. Uh, say hi. Say hi, Rich. Hi. That's him. <laughs> But he, um, but the, the dynamic is definitely interesting. I'm doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Do you want to say hi? Oh, hello. Uh, he, he's, he's very much a hey. not on camera person. He is. Oh, bless yes, him. He's always behind the scenes. Oh. So you just hear the, the, the disembodied Dude. voice. <laughs> doing laundry. Yeah. Doing laundry. Okay. Love you. Um, I mean, the, the relationship is we've been together since we were 15. Wow. 15, 16. High he was. Yeah, so he was 16, I was 15 at the time. Uh, it was August 15th, we decided to like start dating and stuff. So, um, and we just kind of been together ever since. So, I mean, the drag thing came so much later that it's never anything that's really affected our relationship or anything that's really like changed. I mean, it's affected our relationship, but it's not anything that would change the way that we see each other. Hmm. Uh, because it was really just like the way he always looked at it and the way I always looked at it was work and a job. So he was just, he's so insanely supportive and he's like, he's made costumes for me before. This man is the, one of the best rhinestoners I've ever seen in my fucking life. He'll just sit there for hours in rhinestone. That's all you want. Um, that's all, I mean, yeah, that's all what right? any drag queen wants in a man. <laughs> is a man to just rhinestone. So, I mean, so I wouldn't say that it's, it's the dynamic is like crazy different because it's also like the only thing people really see is 
what I allow them to see. They only see the part of me that I want them to see that's juice, right? So the they see juice box and they see kind of how I act that way, but they don't see kind of how I act at home with my, just with me and my husband. Mm. So we act, we have like a great relationship, a great vibe. Like we create little rainbow bridges where we're always like communicating and talking and working through our, you know, little problems and things throughout the day and having little like dates where we like have salad and pretzels sitting and watching the water, like an old little couple. Like, <laughs> so Oh, it sounds I mean, wonderful. I, yeah, it's great. He's a he's a little sweetie, right, babe? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, 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 Yes. So, Juice, where can we find you? Is there anything that you want to plug? Oh my god. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at Juicebox Official. You can follow me on TikTok at Juicebox Tiki Taki. You can follow my tweets at Juicebox Queen on Twitter, and you can watch me on my Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash juicebox twitch. I can never just find something that just says juicebox, so I have to always do that big spell at the end. <laughs> um and then if you're in Canada, I'm gonna be going on tour with the North Stars tour with Dooley Productions in the fall so you can get those tickets at duallynoted.com uh, if you want to come and see me we have meet and greets available and hopefully I'll be able to go to the UK and the States in 2022 if all goes well yeah we'd love to have you mm-hmm. anytime no, absolutely anytime. anytime and yeah make sure you go to Newcastle oh, yeah. Newcastle yeah. just for yeah. a hot date with you Dick 100% hot date with Dick <laughs> Yeah. Will, will you even wash your legs, Dick? Absolutely not. Dick, <laughs> wash your legs. If you and I are having a date, you're washing your legs. <laughs> so, Dick, anything that you want to promote? No. <laughs> are you all right? No. Just, um, just yeah. So, basically, follow you on Instagram, and you might mention some things that you are doing. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm got something to a place where I may or may not be taking clothes off. <laughs> Good. The, yes. like, the likelihood is that he will, and it's beautiful every time. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, now, naturally, you can follow me by going to thevelvetsnatch.com that has all of my things, and I'm on YouTube, even though I haven't updated it for a while. I've recently started using TikTok, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but that's at The Velvet Snatch and on Twitter and all that nonsense. Uh, Stu... Just keep up with Girl Global, uh, girlglobal.com. We're on the Instagram, we're on the Twitter, we're on the Facebook. Um, yeah, we have got some cute things coming soon. Uh, we have lots of fabulous guests coming on season three of the podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Juicebox, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I had a good time. You're welcome back anytime. And Dick, obviously, wonderful to see you as always. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I'll see you guys later. Right. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this. Thank you very much, everyone who's tuned in. Have a great day, and we'll all see you later. Bye. 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 Oh, 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 o